Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We had our first set of trials over the weekend. We had three games, two of them which you were able to watch on Facebook live streams and YouTube live streams and whatnot. And then of course, the Manly Seagulls absolutely demoralising the South Sydney Rabbitohs yesterday afternoon. Uh, we'll talk about those three trials this morning. Uh, and look guys, I'll be completely honest with you, those trials, uh, I watched them all very closely, kept a close eye on them. I really don't think there is too much to take from any of them. Uh, there's a few little talking points to come out and we will cover those but uh, these trials we know they will be very quickly forgotten um, if you're one of those people that jumps on social media and says oh, it was against reserve growth so it doesn't matter sure we hear you just take a seat, brother. Just relax. We're all well and truly aware uh, that these are trials. We're well and truly aware there's a lot of reserve graders running around and whatnot, 100%. No one's ruling out teams for premierships or you know pushing teams into premiership favorites off the back of the first trial in February, mostly against reserve grade sides. Yeah, just chill the fuck out. Uh, enjoy the trials for what they are. Take a few things from them for me. I tend to take a couple of individual performances out of these sort of games. Uh, overall, team-wise, I don't really care, to be completely honest with you. Uh, and even some performances that you'll probably expect me to absolutely lose my mind over uh, because of the scenario and whatnot, I probably lose my mind a lot less about it realistically. So we'll go through everything that I took away from the weekend. I put most of it on social media as well, uh, but I'll give you guys a little bit more detail as we go through. So the first game, where the Brisbane Broncos and the winner Manly Seagulls, uh, shout out to the commentator pre-game, uh, mentioned that we were, we'd be on the lookout for some could-be-anythings in this game, so that was pretty cool uh, for a nerd like me to hear on the commentary. Absolutely loved it. Uh, that game was pretty close, to be fair. Uh, the Seagulls, I thought, were the better team for the vast majority of the game. Uh, the Brisbane Broncos, they managed to snatch a late victory there uh, through Tristan Saylor, who just did Tristan Saylor things. Very impressive again. Um, and look, I'll be honest with you, before the last 20 minutes, I actually thought Saylor had a very mixed bag. He had a number of errors throughout that game. And um, in typical sort of Tristan Saylor f- f- 
fashion. When we got to the end of the game, he had all these highlights and everyone forgot about it. I think it was pretty evident throughout that game that the one thing holding Tristan Saylor back is the amount of errors he makes throughout a game. Uh, they do tend to stack up pretty quickly. But on the other side, uh, like the upside that this kid has is just fucking unbelievable. Some of the things he can do earlier in the game, he threw a brilliant cutout pass uh, to the left winger that was an absolute gem. Uh, he had a couple of really nice plays throughout the game. Probably should have set up another trial or two, but his uh, teammates let him down in different moments. Uh, but there was, I think, three errors uh, in that game. When you're coming into a reserve grade game like that and you're the first grader, you're the most talented guy probably on that field, uh, you just can't afford to be making that many mistakes. But he did come up with a couple of gems at the back end of the game. He is no doubt whatsoever he's talented. But I think people sometimes get lost in highlights and sort of forget uh, the amount of errors that he did make in that game, which you need to keep in mind. And I, I personally think it's what is probably what's holding Tristan Saylor back uh, that he probably needs to get out of his game. But to think that this guy... Was was talking to English Super League clubs a few months ago is fucking batshit crazy. Uh, he has to be in the NRL somewhere. He's still got things to work on, no doubt about it. But he's also just got this raw ability that you can't coach Tristan Saylor, and he was the difference in that game. He absolutely blew it away in the last 20 minutes or so. Uh, for me, I was really keen to see a couple of forwards. Uh, Takira was one, and Xavier Willison. Um, I sort of went into this game a little bit higher. Well, I know, I've known how good Xavier Willison was for quite some time, uh, but just injuries and stuff have held him back. Uh, and to be honest with you, because I haven't seen enough of him over the last few years because of injuries, I think I kind of forgot just how talented this kid is. Ben Takira, I was very high on coming into this game game from what I'd heard and little bits and pieces that I'd seen. Um, to be honest with you, he looked a little bit off the pace in this game, which was alarming uh, as it was not, you know, first graders on first graders and whatnot. This should have been a pace that I hoped he would be really dominant at. Uh, real reality was that he wasn't. Uh, Xavier Willison, though, I thought he was fantastic. Um, I'm not quite convinced on some of the signings the Broncos have got and some of the players in their squad they've got to cover Tommy Flegler through the middle. I think Xavier Willison will lock down a bench spot uh, round one. So a very good trial for him. I really do hope that his body holds together this year because there is so much talent, so much ability, such a big frame there with Xavier Willison. So fingers crossed. I think that's probably the biggest takeaway from this game realistically. Um, I think it's also worth noting the Brisbane Broncos, the depth that they have uh, in their outside backs is unbelievable. Um, you know, when you look at now Corey Oates back in the frame, back in the origin arena as well in that squad, uh, you got your Dean Mariners, your Deloise Hoyters, these sort of guys. Uh, Josiah Car Pani, who I've spoken about a lot over the last few years, and I mentioned pre-game that uh, I thought he was a really good get from South Sydney. Not quite sure why he left South Sydney, whether it was off-field stuff, attitude, uh, I have no idea why he left, uh, but he's ended up at the Brisbane Broncos, and I think you could see in this trial the other day just how fucking talented this guy is. I think South Sydney will be pretty filthy that it didn't quite work out for him, uh, but South Sydney's loss, it could definitely be the Broncos' gain, and uh, I think Karapani, he's potentially gone to the wrong club, to be completely honest with you. If he went to a club that was maybe lacking uh, some guys in the outside backs, I'd sort of make him a little smoky. Uh, to be a round one shorter in the early rounds of the season. But at this Broncos side, I think he's got a lot of work to do to get in there. But the Brisbane Broncos, they're outside back step. I think we already knew this, but very, very impressive. Um, the guy that I really liked in this game, he came on the second half, and um, by having a look at social media, apparently a, a lot of the Queenslanders are well and truly aware of this guy. Uh, obviously, I'm more aware of New South Wales guys being down here and watching all their junior footy and that sort of stuff. Uh, but Kobe Black, my God. Uh, halfback that came on late, he was wearing jersey number 18 
seen their attack completely flipped uh, when he came on the field. He was very, very impressive, Kobe Black. So I don't know an absolute stack about him. I watched, I, I went back and watched some highlights and whatnot over the last 24 hours or so. Looks like a very, very impressive talent that it sounds like a lot of people up there in Queensland have been well and truly aware of him for quite some time. So Kobe Black, a name to keep an eye on. Played on the right side for that Broncos side. His timing, uh, his pass selection, very, very impressive. Uh, came up with some really, really nice touches in that game. So keep an eye on him. There's a lot of Brisbane people sort of saying that he could be the, the guy after Adam Reynolds. He's obviously very young now, but if Adam Reynolds extends for that extra year, uh, maybe Kobe Black could come in when he's 20, 21. Extra man on the left, Kobe on the right. Uh, a guy that I'll be keeping a very, very close eye on from now on. I was very, very impressed with him. Um, I thought Blake Moser wasn't his greatest game. And you know what? I saw a lot of people on social media giving him shit. And I saw a lot of people message me that sort of said, oh, well, if Blake Moser was so good, why didn't he dominate? I'll be completely honest with you. And I, me and Kempi spoke about this during the game. We literally texted each other and said, fuck, this team actually can't keep up with Blake Moser. When he's getting on the front foot, he doesn't have the guys in this squad that are aware enough to push up with him. Um, and I think it made him look bad. And me, me and Kempi said this during the game to each other that we thought there'll be a lot of fans out there that probably won't be able to address that. Uh, and of course, on social media, we definitely saw that. So for me, I actually thought Blake Moser was pretty good. I think that the guys around him um, sort of struggled. I think at times, Blake Moser, he's got a bit of work to do on his pass selection, no doubt about that. But I think his running game, which is his strong point, I think once you put him into a Brisbane Broncos side with Ezra Mann, Reese Walsh, these sort of guys that push through the middle and, and really flood through the guts, I think he could get very dangerous. You put him behind a forward pack that's really dominant as well, like the Broncos pack, um, I think Blake Moser is going to be a serious handful when he gets into first grade. But I don't think his teammates helped him all that much the other day. And people will sit, sit at home and go, oh, you just say that because you talk about him. Uh, I call it as I fucking see it. I've been calling up Ben Takura for ages. He was very average the other night. Called it as I see it. He looked off the pace. Xavier Wilson by far and away in front of him. So um, I I still think uh, that there's a lot in Moser, uh, and I think that he wasn't helped by his teammates the other day. So we'll see how that one plays out over time. Uh, who else do we have on this list here? Yes, yeah, Sailor once again. We had Wild that Sailor isn't a regular first grader with his natural ability, but the errors have stacked up quickly. The Savo. Um, just something to worth worth noting. We can do, we can tell you about the try and all that sort of stuff, but I think there this is, you know, when people say, I don't understand that Sailor isn't a first grader. I watched that the other day and saw some of the errors and sort of went, okay, maybe this is why uh, Sailor isn't a regular first grader. He's got the ability to be. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. Uh, but, yeah, just something to keep in mind there with Tristan Sailor. Uh, look, guys, I actually thought Winner Manly were the better side, to be completely honest with you. The last, you know, 15, 20 minutes, the Broncos came home over the top. Scoreboard looked like a Broncos win and everything, which is completely fair. They did win. Uh, but shout-out to Winner Manly. I thought they were the better side for the vast majority of the game. Uh, I thought they were very good. They obviously swapped players at halftime and whatnot, which is a bit of a shit fight. This is the reality of trials. As I said, you don't take too much away from these games as far as the Brisbane Broncos go. All I take away from this game is that Winner Manly had a fucking good crack. There's a good footy side there. Uh, Tristan Sale is a freak, but needs to sort out his errors. Um, he's Mozart probably didn't get as much help from his teammates as what he needed. Kobe Blacks looked like a very, very impressive young halfback that I'll be keeping an eye on. And Xavier Wilson was the pick of the bunch out of the forward pack there. Outside of that, I really don't take too much from this game. And the next two trials will be more important once again. What Willison does in the next two trials will be 10 times more important than what he did in this game. So we really are just opening the first 
first chapter of these trials. Let's move to the Dolphins game. I believe they played the Capras, a big win for the Finn. Um, yeah, look, when it's games like this, guys, I take even less from it. At least the Broncos game was close. You got to see what some of their guys would do when they were under a little bit of pressure, where they were behind on the scoreboard. This Dolphins game, I thought they were in control the entire time. So I take even less from this. I think the Dolphins, depth-wise, they're in a pretty good spot. But... In a big win like that, um, it's also hard to read into. But there looked to be a lot of talented players out there for me. I thought the left edge was the big talking point. We've heard rumours that Jack Bostock has locked down that left wing uh, spot for the Dolphins this year. Uh, I know I've heard those rumours too. I'm, you know, I'm not deaf, but I, I'm i not sure if I completely buy it. I would have still gone Tessie New. I think Bostock's still pretty raw at the moment. Defensively, I don't know if he's completely there. Not that Tessie New is you know, the perfect defender in the world. But I think that trial the other day, Jack Bostock did really well. He was handy down there. Um, but I also think uh, that Tessie New was obviously the pick of the bunch out of everyone. So I'm not quite sure which direction they're going to go there. I would go with Tessie New at left wing if I was Wayne Bennett, uh, but maybe he's going to back the young bloke in, Jack Bostock from the South Coast. Very talented player, no doubt about it. Just a little bit raw, uh, but, you know, Wayne, he is the absolute king of knowing when to blood guys and whatnot there. Um, yeah, so that's the main things I take from that. Uh, there were some young guys there. I thought that Tremaine Brown, the hooker for the Dolphins, uh, I thought he had some really nice touches. I know they've got Jeremy Marshall King and a few other guys, Nick Arima, uh, Harrison Graham, whatnot. But I did think uh, Tremaine Brown, who I hadn't really seen much of before, I thought he had some nice touches. He was handy. Uh, Jerome Burns, who was the halfback for the Finn, uh, scored a cracking solo try. Had a couple of really nice touches. Looked a bit like Jerome Luai at moments for me, the way that he moved and whatnot. Not uh, scored a cracking try uh, there down the right edge as well. That not many guys could have scored realistically. So from about forty meters out, took it all the way to the house. So very very impressive. I thought Jeremiah Simbican, I believe it is. He was on the right edge. Uh, I thought he also looked handy, as did Brendan Batter. I actually uh, put a, a B in his name when I posted it on Instagram. Uh, spelled his name wrong, so apologies to Brendan there. Uh, winger there that looked handy as well. Um, I thought in very, very limited opportunities, I thought that the Capra's fullback, Moore, he had a bit about him. I had a few people that messaged me after my post uh, telling me that he was a very, very good touch footballer, and that does not shock me in the slightest. Had a couple of really nice moments in a team that was sort of on the back foot the, other, the whole time and struggling. I thought he did some nice things. But uh, that Dolphins game, even less to take from it than the Brisbane game, in my opinion. Uh, Tessie New's a really good player. We knew that. Uh, he's got a dynamic left foot step. We knew that. Uh, but I think he needed a game like this to put himself on the radar to hopefully be in contention for for that left wing spot once again. And, you know, all this coming out of the papers and whatnot, the players got positions locked down. Personally, I find it very hard to believe that in January when those reports came out, Jack Bostock, who wasn't really in the side last year at all, played a couple of games and wasn't overly consistent in those games. I personally refuse to believe that he's got that jersey absolutely locked down. I think that race is still pretty wide open with Tessie New playing that sort of footy. Uh, we then moved to the Manly Seagulls. They absolutely hammered the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I didn't get to watch this game. I wasn't at Gosford. I've got a couple of reports from people and whatnot. Uh, South Sydney, they ran out a pretty weak side, realistically. Uh, they've got a lot of injuries at the moment, and they just chose not to play a lot of players. On that note, I think you'll hear over the next 24, 48 hours, South Sydney, they're about to lose another outside back, or they have lost lost another outside back for the first few weeks of the season. Um who will be super coach relevant as well. So keep an eye on that situation. We've got a collarbone injury for another South Sydney star. So keep an eye on that one. Uh, will not feature in Vegas and probably not back until about round five. So, 
South Sydney, their outside back depth is going to be tested very, very quickly with Jack Whiten out injured, Campbell uh, out suspended, Campbell Graham out injured, and another one to join that list very soon you'll hear about. Uh, but yeah, very tough situation for South Sydney, especially going over there to Vegas. I think you'll start to see guys like Tane Milne, Richie Kenner, uh, these sort of guys. I believe Isaac Thompson can't go over to the state. So uh, I, you know, you, you will see your Tane Milnes. You might see like a Gagai. Uh, a few options there. But yeah, South Sydney's depth being really tested and was tested yesterday uh, with the Manly Seagulls really running a train through them. Not too much to report from South Sydney, from what I gathered. It was just an absolute shit fight. Uh, guys really struggled out there. For Manly, Luke Brooks looked fantastic. Once again, guys, I understand they won this one by 60 points. Stop screaming down your phone. I get it. It's a trial against the reserve grade side. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Understand that 100%. Uh, but, you know, we talk about that game as it was. Manly, they did what they should have done. They came out, they put a team to the sword, which was good to see. Uh, Luke Brooks, uh, from from all reports, looked really good, looked really confident. Uh, maybe it's this sort of game that Luke Brooks needs to start his Manly career. Uh, he hasn't had many games like this at the West Tigers to feel a lot of confidence out of. Uh, so, Brooksy, very, very good. Uh, obviously, Ben Trevojevic, I believe he scored a hat-trick in the first half and was dynamic playing on that left edge. Uh, so, a positive tick for Ben Trevojevic, despite opposition, trial, all those sort of factors. I get it. I'm not immortalizing Ben Trevojevic, uh, but he did have a good game there, which is sort of what we know he's capable of. Uh, from what I've gathered, Jamie Humphrey's got some time off the bench as well. I think it's him and Gordon Chan come Tong that are competing for that jersey 14. Carl Lawton obviously started the game at nine. So wonder watching those trials over the next few weeks, that battle between Gordon Chan come Tong and Lawton. Keen to see how that one plays out. Outside of that, guys, probably not a stack to take from that Manly game, realistically. A very big win. Brooks and, and Burbo did well, um, but they're both established first graders, so you would expect them to do well in a game like that. But if they didn't do well in a game like that, you'd be like, hey, what the fuck? These guys are first graders. They went out. They did what they were meant to do. They absolutely put a team to the sword. Brooksy laid on a heap of tries. Burbo scored a heap of tries. That's what you want to see from guys in that sort of game. So you take that away from it. Uh, you don't go into the, you know, the season thinking Burbo's going to score a try every week or score a hat-trick every first half. You don't go away thinking Luke Brooks is going to absolutely carve every single week. But you get you, you know that at least those guys, when they're meant to put teams to the sword, they're playing on the left edge where you think they'll be this year, they're capable of doing it and they're capable of really putting the hose in the mouth of the opposition. So those are the positives you take from that game. If I'm a South Sydney fan, disappointing for sure, uh, but honestly, gives a fuck. We're not going to remember this game. It was far from your first grade side. Manly ran out a lot of first graders in that game. Uh, trials, they can get away from you very quickly. So I'm not too worried about that. Uh, we've seen the Manly Seagulls put teams to the sword before in trials and whatnot. Uh, this will be very, very quickly forgotten for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And maybe a good little lesson for a couple of guys that were out there. They'll, they, they, they will take a lot from that game. Uh, but yeah, disappointing that, you know, regardless of who's out there or whatever, uh, for 13 guys or, you know, 20 guys in that squad to concede 60-plus points. Still disappointing, no doubt about it. But as far as South Sydney and their season goes, 
honestly, I couldn't really care less how that trial went. Uh, so we move forward to next week. The real trials begin. We've got the All-Stars as well. A couple of guys have pulled out of that, which is disappointing. But that's just the reality of the beast there. Uh, much more intel to come out of these next two weeks of trials. Uh, we'll get a lot of more information out of those. But enjoy the trials for what they are. Footy is back. How bloody good. Absolutely love it. Super Bowl today. And then we've got the first Could Be Anything show coming your way on Bloke in a Bar, which I am super excited about. That one's going to be bloody unreal. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.